0: Julie girl, Julie, Julie, Julie girl, 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 Julie welcome to julie girl a big brother podcast julie girl is a weekly podcast presented by me bb team north with an unfiltered foray into all things bb19 absolutely nothing is off limits and you can definitely expect ample shade and of course though we'll be dragging these trash ass house guests by their necks because they all deserve a good drag at this point am i right this podcast is intentionally created from an alternative pov Big Brother has such a diverse fan base, but all the content I see is constantly skewed. I wanted a place where I could be as real as possible and talk about what's really going on in these BB streets. Welcome to episode 5, and if you ever have any suggestions for fun things you like to hear or anything else, feel free to let me know. Also, any other comments or concerns, you can slide right into my DMs on Twitter at, at juliegirlpod or at bbteamnorth. Or you can send an email to juliegirlpod at gmail.com and I'll read it. All right, now let's take a dive into week five. Julie girl, Julie girl. Julie girl, we back. Another episode of your girl, Julie girl, has arrived. And we're ready to dish all that's been going on but before we get started i'd like to introduce a very special guest this week he's a mainstay in these bb streets and another chocolate brother that i can count on to actively bring some (laughs) fun and thoughtful bb content into the mix he's a big brother commentator for your reality recaps and he'd be killing it on twitter he's also an aspiring doctor (laughs) and he's determined to be a bb house guest or a survivor castaway one day you can also catch him on his very own Podcasts, Royal T that's T-E-A for all of us shady hoes he's the man with the plan the always amazing <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever received such a warm welcome ever in my entire years of life that was more epic than Simba's birth I really appreciate it I'm so happy Simba. to be here this podcast has been like giving me everything that I need Ever since its inception. So thank you so Yay, thank much, you for James, for having me mine. along for this crazy ride.
0: I've been wanting you on for a few weeks. So I'm excited to, you know, spill oh, a little BBT with you. Of
1: course. Spill <laughs> it all. drain it.
0: So for those that don't know you, introduce yourself and let the
1: people know where they can find you online. So um, you can find me in these BB Twitter streets at Amon Adwin. That's A-M-A-N-A-D-W-I-N. Um, and yeah, just as James said, I you know I'm really just, I'm a big, big fan of Big Brother. Like many others, I found myself watching it with a couple of friends and all of a sudden, I've just, I've, I've been hooked. I started watching Big, Big Brother like during BB15, which is arguably one of the craziest, oh, most so. aggravating seasons you could ever watch at Big Brother. And of course, and for whatever reason, I decided to continue to watch after watching some questionable behavior. But it's improved since then, and I've really just, you know, I-, I have fallen so deeply and madly in love with the game. So that's me, and I'm here, and I'm just ready to go. <laughs> hey! <laughs> so, question, did you ever
0: go back and watch older seasons?
1: Yes, so, listen, y'all, like, I know that, you know, there's a big contention between how do we use the term "super fan." So I don't think I'm ever going to be able to call myself a super fan because I still have not seen every single season of Big Brother. And that's not because... I don't want to see it. It's just because I, I look back at some of those old seasons and I just can't deal with the Vaseline camera. I can't deal with it. I just, the way that I'm spoiled now, the way that it's edited, right, right. the way that, you know, that now it's in high definition, it's just, it looks so much better. But I did go back as far as I could stomach. And I, you know, I still know most of the legends, the legends, the popular players. So I've seen BB season 10 all the way up until okay. now, all in full. Okay, cool. So I, I still know, I, still, I know quite a bit. You can't, don't be trying to take my card. <laughs> I'm still here. You can keep
0: your card. You can <laughs> keep it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, let's jump into some topics. There has been a lot going on in these BB streets the past few weeks. This BB19 has been something else. I mean, it's nonstop. It's never letting up. It's a torrential downpour every week, and... I'm a little exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like the fatigue is setting in a little bit at this point. <laughs> it is. And it was it so is much that it. last week I couldn't even really do an episode cuz I didn't want to talk about it. I was just like irritated. Like after the whole Dominique situation, I was kind of done. Like I was just like do mm-hmm. like why are we doing this still? But You know, things panned out and things have come around where there's a lot of options in the air again. And that's what I like in Big Brother is when there's a lot of options and a lot of opportunity to move the game forward. But we just have to Mm -hmm. wait and see what happens, you know? So we're going to jump into a little catch up about what's been going on in the house for the past two weeks. Julie, girl, Julie. Welcome to the backyard. The backyard is the segment where we talk about what's going on in the house and give a little rundown on how we feel things are going. We've got a lot to catch up on, so let's get started. On the last episode, we focused mainly on the situation surrounding Dominique and how the house was trash to her for no reason, and we also dove headfirst into the conversation about being black in the Big Brother house, and after seeing how all of the houseguests played Dominique, I was pretty disgusted last week and I didn't even want to record an episode, but... You know, Mm. I love big brother and there's a lot to talk about and I'm not gonna let Julie girl fall by the wayside So we back anyway, let's get into it After Dominique went home, she entered the battle back competition against Jillian, Cameron, and Cody. And Cody's ass ended up smoking the others. And then Cody had to face off against Paul, who the house chose as the house contender. If Paul won, Cody wouldn't come back. But if Cody won, he regained his spot in the house. And what do you know, Cody won. Of course, Jessica was stoked her man came back she survived eviction america gave her the halting hex she was out here winning and she ended up winning hoh at that during the hoh comp though the house guests had to use a pole to hold up a red circle on a stoplight and when someone would drop their circle they got to choose someone to get a distraction the entire house basically tried to distract cody and jessica but jessica pulled through Josh even took it upon himself to heckle them very badly through the competition.
1: So even though I picked Jess for the
0: punishment, I'm going to give these two the worst nightmare of their lives. It's about to be a punishment for two, baby. Hey, you meatball. Look at Jess. They're dumping on her. Save your girl. What type of guy are you, big meatball? Look at your girl. She's got goop on her. You look like a pack of meatball ready to go back out that door again Jessica was livid over Josh's antics and she nominated Josh and Ramsey for eviction Josh was her target and Ramsay's was the pawn and we all know what happens to pawns Josh was in well with Paul who was basically running the house so Paul concocted a plan to keep Josh and vote out Ramsay's Elena and Mark were left out of Paul's plan. Big Brother showed the house guests some images to study for the upcoming HOH comp, and Paul was running around trying to school people on who they should hold information from. He intentionally was giving Elena and Christmas some wrong information so that he and his closest minions would have the best shot. Jessica ended up winning the power veto as well and questioned whether or not she should use it. She wanted to take Ramsey's down and put someone up like Raven so that Josh would absolutely go home. In the end, she decided to not use the veto, which put the last nail in Ramsey's coffin. The blindside was going to take place, but Kevin ended up sneaking and telling Jessica what was going on. He told her that Ramsey's was going home.
1: Jesko was pissed. Like the 50 year old worm <laughs> he
0: is. Oh my god. He slid right in that bathroom and was like,
1: I know about this plan, get rid of Ramsey's. I don't think Jess has any idea what's going on. Everyone's been against her all season. I just want to let her know. She's am sure blindsided. Go on the toilet. Go on the toilet. Go, on the, toilet. Go on the,
0: toilet. the
1: toilet. I think they're
0: to try to flip on it. you think? Yes. I'm
1: telling you. The little kid with the glasses be
0: cool don't freak you got don't Jessica was pissed and she started asking around the house to see if it was true to see if people really started to flip she knew she had made a big mistake I'm really frustrated because I wish I had just trusted my gut trying to flip right you knew it How much did I say that this was gonna happen? I need to go like over in here before I start screaming. There's a very good chance that Ramses goes home tomorrow. On Thursday, Ramses was sent packing and Jessica was furious. Mark and Elena were shocked as well. And that solidified to them that they were on the outs with the majority of the house. This had Elena especially shook. The next HOH comp was a true false quick comp. And what do you know? Elena was the first one out of the competition. Paul gave her some faulty information. And in the end, Paul's ass ended up winning HOH again. (laughs) Paul told the house that Cody was his target and tried to convince Jessica to let Cody be evicted and not use the hex. She actually contemplated it. Paul planted a lot of seeds that caused a lot of chaos over the next few days. He told Jessica about a conversation that was had week one where Cody basically said he would be okay with getting rid of her. And when she tried to talk to Cody about it, they had a huge fight that ended up in them kind of breaking up. There were a whole bunch of victim noises going on, but they eventually smoothed things over. And Jessica decided that she was going to use the hex to keep Cody in the house. Since she decided to use the hex, Paul, being the spineless piece of shit that he is, came up with a plan. Crash. <laughs> came up with another plan to torment jessica to not use the hex or to get cody to self-evict and he was almost successful paul wound up his hounds and sick them on cody and jessica resulting in a complete onslaught of loud outrageous bullshit
1: alex was fraudulent (laughs) behavior
0: (laughs) it was completely fraudulent And Alex was running her fucking mouth about her dumbass cat ears. And Raven started yelling about some other bullshit. And it's like, ugh, literally cringeworthy. Big Brother had to even step in and tell these idiots to chill it out. Jessica and Cody were genuinely contemplating walking out of the house. And honestly, I don't blame them. So,
1: Amon, how did you feel about the big blow up that happened? I I feel (laughs) <laughs> personally victimized, I feel attacked. I just, I, I feel like no one should have to watch that. And no one should have had to have gone through that. And like, listen, I know that Cody is no angel far from the Heavenly Father, I get it. The same goes for Jessica, I get it. Like they're no, they, they're not the greatest people ever. But still, that doesn't, the whole house, you got 10 against two. It's just, it's just sickening to watch. And I feel like it's the it's the cowardly way out. Like Paul is the one that is always talking about. I came in here to play a game. I came in here to make moves. I came in here to set, you know, all the other bullshit aside. But instead of trying to win a competition, to gain control of the week, which you did, and instead of rolling with the punches of the twist that wasn't meant for you, you decide that you're gonna then go and stoop down to the lowest level and bully these two people into submission because you're mad because you can't control what Jessica's going to do. And then the rest of them all, like, join in on it. Like, what? what is this? No, it was utterly like,
0: crazy. Watching the lead-up to it had me kind of, like, very uncomfortable because I was like... I know they're really not about to take it full force but when they started they were really like the Avengers like they were all coming together doing their own little parts to oh. actually like rattle these people but to a place where it was far beyond the game and way more personal because when you're attacking somebody's military life or who someone is as a person like that stuff will get you knocked out and They took it way too far. Like, what Josh has been doing has not been really bothering me because he's just being ridiculous, very immature, and just like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be a big,
1: loud person. But it was never personal. Josh is so harmless. He is. It pales in comparison to what the rest, like, to what the 10 of them decided to do. Like, banging the pots and pans together, it gets old after a while. It's like, okay, we've seen this. So, like, not even on just a big brother, but like in reality right. TV in general. That is like the go-to, let me piss off everybody that I'm living no with Like it's always- Y'all it's
0: old. <laughs> ain't getting to sleep because of me.
1: Yeah, not gonna get to sleep because of me. <laughs> get the fuck up. See, we've seen it before. Like it's old, and it's, it's funny. Like
0: he, some The way <laughs> that he did it to me, my personal opinion, I laughed quite a few times with Josh. Like, he was actually funny about it. Mm-hmm. But even when Josh has turned up, he's still harmless. Like, he's just a lot of talk. He's not going to really do anything. Right. Watching Jessica and Cody lay on that hammock and seeing Raven on the other side of the damn backyard barking like a dog, I was like, ma'am, what are you doing? And Jessica was over there laughing. Mm-hmm. And Cody, they were high-fiving, and I was crying up when Jessica was like y'all are doing all this for eight thousand dollars get a damn job
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, I, I love when she said that it was just like way to like way to bring it back to reality real quick, quick. Like, like
0: wow this you get eight thousand dollars I mean if you get a good paying job you can get that in probably the same amount of time that you'll get it in this house
1: so, so what like what, what so what are, are we, we doing? what are we really doing here y'all what game are, are we really playing a
0: fool a fool for eight thousand
1: dollars a hot ass some fool. of y'all ain't even get that and like and i love <laughs> and i love the fact that cody and jess really just just let it roll off their back like it just made her look even more ridiculous she's over here screaming and hollering and it's like where was this all season? All season, man. You know, like, if this were, like, a regular thing coming from you, Raven, I wouldn't find it so fraudulent. It just smells fishy. And they were putting on a show.
0: And that's why I didn't respect it. A lot of people on Twitter were like, yeah, they're calling them out. They're talking this mad shit. They're doing this and they're doing that. But to me, it felt like a, a play. Like, they were playing a role. It was coming for a reason they mm-hmm. didn't genuinely Feel like attacking people like that Because if they did it would have happened before So it just didn't feel right. real To me and But when Josh does it it feels like he's Actually wanted to antagonize people and have Fun but Raven and Alex Had me pissed mm-hmm. off because they just wanted To pop off and the easiest way for them To do it was when When Paul snaps his finger it says go So they actually had people backing Them right. up and they're, they're the like only little only doing it. Exactly little Wind up dolls, little what are those little Russian dolls called? <laughs> they fit inside each other, and when one hops out, they all hop oh, out. Oh yeah, trash. I'll throw them in the dumpster. And when they were in the kitchen, I did not understand. I, I first and foremost, I couldn't understand anything Alex was saying. She was just yapping on like a little dog, literally like a little puppy, and. Raven came through trying to go off on people and I was like girl if you don't shut up like you're not gonna get hype with anybody like this in the real world so what are
1: you doing girl and the fact that like Paul is like high fiving her about it cause like what? and Paul's not <laughs> like and Paul's not like an idiot I know he knows what he's doing so like he knew that's exactly what she wanted and like she's not smart enough to realize that she is being played right now she is like you're you're only doing this because of the fact that you want attention. So right. Paul's gonna give it to you. And you think that this is like gonna make people look at you and think that you, oh my goodness, Raven, right. good for you.
0: We're what laughing do you at mean? You girl. We're lacking sideways, upside down and reversed. Because you look a mess on uh. national television and on e News.
1: <laughs> I cracked up. <laughs> on and on e News. Like like it's bad enough that you're walking around looking like <laughs> Casper and then on top of that you do this. And like, I mean, just like Raven. Listen, oh my I'm god! I'm done oh, like, with Raven and everything she has to offer. She's she's ruining the season for me. She's gonna. She's. I know she's gonna ruin tomorrow's episode for me. She's even ruining <laughs> my life outside the game because I don't know if any of you guys are Raven Simone fans, but she just rebooted yes. her old show. That's a Raven on Disney Channel. It's called it's called Raven Tone. But literally every single time I hear that name now, that's all I think about is the Casper <laughs> makeup, the the, the the fatal disease. The I ungodly just, I cooking. I like everything anymore. about Raven is annoying. There's
0: not a single redeeming uh. quality about her. And the only things that you could possibly say are redeeming are actually fake. She tries to act real sweet and cute, but she goes around the house talking shit about everybody. So it's like nothing mm-hmm. positive comes out of her. I, I don't feel anything genuine about her. As a person, as a character, everything about her is bad. And Alex, I'm extremely over her. There's nothing at first, like the beginning of the season, I was into her. I thought, okay, she came to play, she's doing this, she's a fan. But the more I get to know her, the more mm-hmm. I realize how fraudulent she is and how how mm-hmm. how easily manipulated she can be. Because Paul is manipulated the hell out of her. And it's just like why would you just now start popping off on people if you've been feeling
1: this way for a long time? Because somebody snapped their fingers. She hops. Like whoever is like, going to give her the give her power, or who should like she just wants to be the second in command to whoever is like the greatest in the house. Because right. when it was Cody, when Cody was the king, she was right there trying to get in with him. When Cody went downhill, up she hops to Paul. So once Paul, hopefully, if Paul starts showing his ass a bit more and starts his status to decline in the house and we'll see what she does because i can only imagine that she's going to do the same thing and hop to whoever else is in power and
0: even when she was in power she was still playing second fiddle right and it's like why don't you just take charge if you're this badass that you think you are and that you say you are right take charge and do something that actually matters
1: i don't i don't think any of these house guys know how to james i honestly i just (laughs) <laughs> i look at these even jessica's ass i was like why would you put up
0: josh and Ramseys out of all people in the house you put up p- josh and Ramseys, two people who really don't have an opportunity to attack you there's people who are actually out here coming for your neck ready to chop off whatever you have left of your hair like that's <laughs> what they are coming for and you want to attack josh and Ramseys and let them send Ramseys home like how how did that even happen and it drives me crazy because she's like, I, when I get out of the house, I don't want to hear anybody <laughs> saying, "Well, I would have done this. Well, I would have done that." But the move she made was actually real dumb, and there was there was really no reason for it. Like she was not making a power move. She didn't assert her power. She had all the power she that had week. Everything. All of it. Every ounce of it. She had like it. the
1: perfect recipe for an H.O.H. that could do some damage, and it went to shit. Like. Like,
0: she could have taken out Paul if she, she could tried. have. Like, if she really tried, she could have worked And it's like, something. cool, you know what? Because like, if
1: Paul was on the block against someone
0: else, she, he could have been right. gone.
1: And it's like, cool, if you don't want to take out Paul because you're a little bit afraid of the repercussions, do you think it's just too bit of a target because what if he comes down and you're screwed for the next week? Fine. You know what? Don't right. take the shot at Paul, but at least take the shot at somebody that's right under him. You could have gotten Alex. Right. You- Alex, Raven, Why easily, go after easily. Ramsey, somebody who has nothing in this game?
0: nothing if you put paul up against alex and paul comes down and you put jason oh, on the block oh my or Kevin god on the block, oh my god you have options girl you had oh options. i got
1: chills just so many you, you say that Ugh. the clouds <laughs> just opened up
0: just like the sun let like the sun come down and wake my dreams because listen <laughs> i was just frustrated because i was just like how on earth could you be so naive to think that? Oh, I'm gonna take this easy shot that's gonna make me feel more comfortable right. in the house. Right,
1: and you're gonna like gain, but, you know, gain some favor, gain uh, favor with the rest of the house, and they're all gonna start to like you a little bit more after that crazy H.O.H. that Cody had. And listen, it doesn't work that way, sis. It just doesn't work it that didn't way. They work. all, they and it, it backfired. They in all case. just got done throwing trash on you on that H.O.H. So what made you think that they were ever gonna? <laughs> I just.
0: You are so right. Hold on, I didn't even think <laughs> about that. These people literally threw trash on the both of them, spray painted her back, threw cement verbally on her, abused. <laughs> and verbally abused her. And she only focused on Josh. How does that happen? Like, why does that happen? She. I know, I know. It's easy for me to say this because I'm outside of the house watching everything that's going on, but she doesn't like Raven, and she she doesn't like Alex, and it's been like this the whole. You year. know what? So why I, why is it a, why did it not cross her mind to make a move like that?
1: I, I don't even think it's fair of you to say that, you know, James. Because like honestly, like I, I get like kind of. I mean, yes, the argument. Oh, I think it's easy for us to say that when we're out of the house. Like, yes, that that does come into play a lot of the time. But once again, Jess, you can feel the ketchup and the mustard (laughs) sliding down your back into your drawers. (laughs) You can hear the guy yelling into your ear. You can see Cody getting trashed. It's it's all around you in surround sound HD. Like what else is it gonna take for you to be able to see that nobody in this house is gonna work with you?
0: absolutely, you're right she had it all laid out in front of her but she focused on the person who pegged her so much and who attacked her personally so much that she lost track of the mm-hmm. big picture and it's gonna It. I hope it doesn't bite her in the ass because I think she could rebound if she can make it through this next week but she could have been in a completely different position in the house and it's her fault because she had everything mm-hmm. she needed <laughs> stressing me out just thinking about it and when she got the house the first thing i'm gonna tweet her is girl i would have did this (laughs) just so she can be mad (laughs) well with the hex absolutely being used this week it's gonna leave us with a dud week so you know i'm happy because paul's hoh is done
1: so like congratulations you won hoh and get nothing for it yay (laughs) i'm really just i'm really i'm apprehensive because i just i want to be happy about paul's dud week even though he, I mean he did successfully flush out the hex, even though that hex only had one more week left to play anyway. Right. I want to be happy about this week, but the odds are still going to be against him. If one, I mean, because Paul, he tried, he tried his damnedest to get just not to use that hex and the offer that he made to Jessica. It did make a lot of sense. Like, listen, Cody is the reason that you were down in the dumps right now. Cody is the reason that you were forever going to be a target in this game. When he was gone, you were under the radar. Somebody went home over you when he was gone. Now, all of a sudden, you're back to where you were. If you just let us get rid of him, who is to say that you can't rise back up? Who is to say that you can't get in on the rest of this alliance? Like, there's like the, the, the world is your, your oyster after that. Absolutely. So that made a lot of sense. But I just... I'm, I'm worried about this week because the odds are going to be stacked against them. Once again, it's going to be... 10 versus two and that crapshoot hoh like it's anybody's game and you got 10 against two like the odds are not (laughs) ever in
0: their favor let's talk about the deal that paul tried to make which you just talked about a little bit Mm -hmm. do you think that she should have gone through with that deal
1: ultimately no because at the uh, paul i mean in a vacuum i think like once again it's easy for us on the outside to be like you know what he's probably making he's telling the truth the rest of these house guests are gonna vote him out. They all want Cody out of the game. So it's easy for me to be like, oh just just say yes because you're gonna be staying anyway. But as a player in the game, no. Because you can just you all, all Jessica sees is Paul yak 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 through <laughs> that beard. That's all he that's all she sees. So all she knows is that she's still going to be in danger. Come Thursday, her ass is still going to be on that block sitting next to Cody, so she is still a viable option of going home. The best way to keep herself in the game is to use that hex regardless of Cody. So I think, I think she so made the too. right call.
0: I do. I think the deal was definitely viable. Like it it definitely had some body to it and it really could have added some new life to her game because mm-hmm. it would have it would have given her the opportunity to give something to them even though they've never given anything to her. But at the same time, Cody's the only person that has her back. So why would you let people vote out the one person that has your back right. when you could keep them there for another
1: week and you have three chances to stay safe? Right. And that's what gets me. And what is the magical moment? What's the magical moment after Cody leaves that everybody's going to be like, you know what, Jessica? I <laughs> really, really like you. <laughs> no. You think that's what's going to
0: happen? But I don't know. I, happen. There's so many options. I think I just wish I, I'm thinking wishfully if that's a way to say that I'm wishful thinking about Elena waking up and making a move but I just really doubt that it's ever gonna happen and I just really feel like somebody's going to make a move that's gonna change things and sometimes I think it might be Kevin because him telling Jessica that they were gonna blindside her it made me feel like he gives her a little mm-hmm. bit of favor. So I wonder if he might be the piece right. to her puzzle that she needs just under the radar. So I don't know. I feel like she, her taking the deal could have been really helpful because Cody really is the piece that is bringing her down. And without Cody, it's easy for mm-hmm. her to fly under the radar. But Cody will protect mm-hmm. her as well as he can. And now they have the safety competition too, the temptation challenge. So they right. actually have another way to right. be safe. So if... if it's actually smart for them to either get HOH veto or the safety. They have three chances.
1: Exactly. And Cody, like, they, they can win Kong. It would be one thing if, if we were talking about, you know. <laughs> Matt <if and> Raven. <laughs> it, it, ex- exactly. Or if, Mattress. like, Cody was, like, Victoria in, like, in male form. That, right. Then we could, that, that's when it's like, okay, just, just let, like, let her go. Let it go. But, you know, no, they have they have options. They have chances to stay in this game and make the moves that they need to make, you know? I mean, they even do. if they do end up both on the block, say Christmas by some stretch of the imagination becomes HOH and she puts the both of them up, they can still win that veto, they can still win that comp.
0: They can. It's, it's absolutely possible. So, I don't know. We'll see what plays out with those two, but there was a lot of options on the table and I think they made okay choices this week and could possibly stay safe, but overall that blow up in the backyard was some bullshit
1: <laughs> it like listen it, it's it's the most infamous moment in big brother history like I... I don't know if it would be the well it's definitely top 5 definitely, definitely top, top five. 5 i feel so dirty just watching it like it was ugh, very dear unnecessary and,
0: one of the clouds hanging over this game for me is paul hurricane paul if you will you know it's he's been driving me absolutely insane this entire season and i've tried to give him the benefit of the doubt a couple times and be like okay he's here i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna make it make it feel okay for me but it just keeps getting worse and worse and i hate it to the point where i just have to allow myself to express how i feel because it bothers me so much and Mm -hmm. i just want to know do you think Paul is playing a good game. It's been a big conversation on Twitter and other social media
1: that Paul's playing a great game, but I don't know if he is. Paul is playing a great game. It's just that nobody else is playing. It's like Paul won prom king, but no one is at prom. (laughs) You know? He's
0: the only person there.
1: Like, (laughs) he's the only one there. Like, sure, maybe somebody, like, maybe everybody voted for him, but no one came to see him get the crown. You know? It's just, there's nothing. I mean, how how are we really supposed to judge when his there's game no tension after he's stopping him? When there's no when there's no n- hurdle, there's nothing stopping him. I mean, and he already came in with so much armor. He got to come in and essentially be an H O H, even though he wasn't really H O H, but like giving granting right. safety to eight people. Then we give him three weeks of safety. He survives almost getting put on the block because of that safety. And now three weeks with not being an option of kicking out of the game that lets you really build a lot of relationships. I don't know how many of your listeners are also Big Brother Canada watchers, but Paul did exactly what Netta should have been doing. He actually went and put in the work with those weeks of safety. And he just sat around. And he had less than Netta had. Right, he didn't sit around. So on that that level, sure, we can say that Paul is playing a great game. It is just like, (sighs) would it be really great if there was somebody else also in there with a dog in the fight? You know, it's hard for me to say
0: that Paul is playing a good game because, well, I guess it depends on how you define what a good game is, because I, I do think Paul is making a lot of very smart decisions and he is manipulating people with ease. And I think that is a huge part of playing a good game. So I do think and I give Paul the credit for making these moves that are smart and for actually setting himself up with so many different people in the house that he can kind of snake around and make decisions without really getting too much blood on his hands in a way. Right. But where I think Paul falls short is that he doesn't have a backup plan when people figure out what he's doing. Like
1: That's a good point.
0: You can only go so far and fool so many people before someone's going to wake up and it's going to be over, you know? And- There's a jury that is gonna reward the person who gets to the final two with $500,000. And if people start to wake up, your jury can be completely tainted. And I think that could be a really big problem for Paul in the end, right? Because he's he's making friends, and he he had the opportunity to be safe, so he could go balls to the wall and know that he's not going home, right? When everyone else had to kind of play it safe and you know not rustle too many feathers. Mm-hmm. But once we get past this halfway point. Mm-hmm. and they start turning on each other they're gonna start comparing notes and it's not gonna be too pretty
1: for mr paul no it's not going to be so
0: it's it's cool to say that he's playing a good game but i don't know if it's only cool for the
1: moment that's the, it's the only game being played it, it's, it's by default i feel so you. and also you make a good point you make a good point like towards when they start having to turn to each other and not only that but also when the jury happens, cause that's what they care about, <laughs> right? Is the, the fucking, fucking jury. Oh my God. Like I have never, ever, ever seen so many people be excited about jury duty. Like God <laughs> damn, I need that life. But honestly, once that happens and they get to jury and people start getting kicked out of that game and they're no longer surrounded by the manipulation and the lying and the craziness that is the big brother house. And they start to decompress and they start to wonder. It's like, how did I get here? Cause I was one of Paul's favorites, right? Like. Or, like, because I don't understand. Like, I thought I was the any group. I thought I was, like, second in command. After a while, that's, like, you're not going to, like, you're you're going to find, they're going to figure it out. You're going to figure it out. The veil is going to come off. And when it gets down to finale of the night, let's say Paul actually is there. Let's say he is there. Are you really going to want to vote for him if you feel that betrayed? No. Because I can only imagine people that are that far up his ass right now, for them to get kicked out. By him, I can only imagine it's going to sting like it is hell. going to be a poison. Because if you're that invested in the journey, if you're that invested in the relationship, it's gonna be a poison. Like, and I'm kind of excited for it because
0: he deserves it. And I'm kind of interested mm-hmm. to see if he changes things up at all to move further in the game. So that's not a problem for him. Right. But the way that he's playing now. Is is very dangerous, I think, and not even on a mm-hmm. game level. It's
1: it's on a personal level as well. He's he's making some very stark decisions. And you know, I I think it's I think for anybody. I mean, unless you are a Paul Stan, because I think that if you're a Paul Stan, you're you're really going to have trouble seeing any of the flaws or anything. Even, even if you do see the flaws in his game, they're minuscule to you. But I think that there is something to be said about the way that he has fostered the relationships and the way that he has cultivated this alliance to getting them to do everything that he, anything he says goes. You're right. I think there is something to be said about that. But once again, in a land where there is no opposition, where there is, there's nothing giving you pushback, how can we judge that? I want to see somebody else, I want to see someone else in there that will Push back against him. And that's why everybody is rooting for Jessica right now. Even if you hated her, you're rooting for her now. And I get, I get that people are calling out the hypocrisy of that. But that's just the nature of Big Brother. Like, how many times has that happened? Where you absolutely love one person and then you hate them the next and vice versa. Right. It just That's just how life is. It is. That's what makes the game so special.
0: But you know, for me, I think this is the first time that I've ever hated someone so deeply and then turned around and, and really been rooting for them. Because... In the first few weeks, Jessica and Cody were so bad and so into themselves, it really turned me off and I was ready to see them go down. Mm -hmm. And I was ready to see Paul go down as well. But now that things have taken this turn and Paul has become this villain and Jessica is the only person that seems to be awake and aware of what's going on now that Dominique is gone. I'm really hoping that she can turn the tides and get this thing moving in a different direction because she's the only person that sees what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And I've never... I've never... I don't even want to say the word pivot because if I hear it, I'll <laughs> grow up. I, <laughs> I had to make a pivot and actually like Jessica. And I feel like I do like her as a person, but I'm conflicted because she, she has a lot of baggage and her and Cody both are very distasteful people. They don't make a lot of a lot of moral decisions, and their lives on the outside seem very opposite of what I would want to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to to appreciate them. But at the same time, learning more about their stories, me being somebody who likes to be in a position to help people in like a therapist role. I see their life, what they've gone through to get them to the points where they are now. And they show so many signs that different situations have affected them to become these people that Mm -hmm. we see them to be. Because I think who we think they are is who they really are. You know, like I don't think they're hiding anything. They're not playing a role. That's who they really are. Right. So as bad as they've been, they've kind of been bad the whole time. And I appreciate that in a way because it's who they are. So I can get behind you knowing that you're trash instead of getting behind somebody like Paula Raven who comes in with their friendships or I want to be exactly. an inspiration exactly, And I want to do this and I want to make people do this and then turn around and are trash. Both of them right. trash, just digging in the dumpster. That is a so fantastic that point. that turns me off.
1: It's so, that's, that turns me off so much. That's such a good point. Like I And I have completely... I think I think you really put into words. I think what a lot of people. That's that's the most frustrating part because it's more than just calling them minions. It's like we don't even know who these players are. You know, like they literally came in there, and now I'm not gonna say since day one because every like the beginning of the game is it's a messy it's a messy point in time, but from about week two up until now it's just been the Paul show, and if you're not a part of the paw show then you're jessica and cody if you're a part of the paw show you're either <laughs> paul or you're some weirdo just following him around and we just don't we don't know anything Secondary else characters we know nothing else so like how are we supposed to really root for you if we don't you don't have any substance you
0: know there is not a lot of substance at all and you know i i wish i wish they would have brought back live drs for the live feeders just so we could kind of get inside these people's brains so we know exactly what they're feeling. Because <laughs> there could be people like Kevin who do want to make a move and who do feel these things but will not say it in the house in front of anyone. Well, J- because they don't want it to be
1: heard. Kevin and Jason, this past... A couple days ago, they were talking about getting Paul out. I don't... They were. And I've been excited about it. <laughs> I don't know... It happened twice that I've caught. Right. When they were walking
0: in the backyard. And see, listen. Kevin, I... People, people have a problem with Kevin because of some of the things that he says, like talking about some of the women in the house and the way that he he interacts with them, and I, I do see it being problematic, but at the same time, I Kevin's one of the only people that I'm rooting for as well, because he, he seems to really have a grasp on the game, but he doesn't talk about right. it. Right. Because the way that he's been talking about Paul has really had me open my eyes this week, because... When he was talking about Paul being Napoleon, he went into this deep metaphor and story about Napoleon, but it was so parallel to what Paul's doing in the house that there's no way he's just telling the story and not relating it to that. And then yesterday when he was talking about the school teacher and saying how Paul is the teacher and everyone else is the students and they all fall in line, he started going into this Uh, this tangent about students and teachers and being in class and getting out of school but the way that he he said it if I wasn't listening and I didn't realize that he was talking about Paul I would have just thought it was Kevin talking Mm -hmm. but when I listened to it I I don't know if I was reading too much into it but it so much sounded like he read Paul to the T and read the people that are That are like clinging to him. He 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 said it so perfectly in a way that made so much sense to me personally that I thought there's no way he's not talking about this because it's so relevant to the game, and he's also so good at dates. Every day they're talking about dates, and he'd be like, "No, it's a Monday." Somebody can be like, "When is the twenty-first of September?" He's like, "Oh, that's gonna be a Tuesday." It's like. Not normal. Normal people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Norm, I don't know. I barely know what today is. So for him to be able to look ahead and see what dates are where he's, there's something going on in there that is way beyond what we're seeing on the surface. And I wish we had the opportunity to actually hear from him. So we have confirmation, you know,
1: the old, he's the ultimate, he's writing the ultimate success story right now. And you know, his daughters coached him, you know, his daughters coached him (laughs) into going on to Big Brother because he wasn't even about this Big Brother life at all until his daughters just berated him into getting onto the show. And you know that as soon as they found out that he was going to make it to semifinals or finals and get flown to LA for the last round of casting, I just know. I, I just know in my bones that they were like, okay, this is what you need to do. This is how this happens. This is how this is how the jury works. This is how HOH works. This is the POV. This is Julie. This is this is everything. Like, I, I just see it in my mind. And I know he's not an idiot. I know that he took all that to heart because he's constantly talking about his family. You know, like, I, I just, I, constantly. I see it. I see it. Like, and if, I, if he's able to to kind of stay under the radar the way that he has been. And, and like, even he has, even has Paul wrapped right around his, his finger. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, he told Paul that he was the one with the 25 Gs. And has Paul he ever, did. like, really gone and told that to anybody else? He hasn't. Paul is the only person that
0: knows. And Paul has helped him convince the rest of the house that it was Ramsey's that
1: has it. Right.
0: So, Paul is helping clear the way for Kevin. Right.
1: So, it's like the same thing that we are like why the fuck are all these house guests following paul like why are they all doing things for him that the same could be said about why would you go and help this old guy stay in the game when easily you could easily make him a target you could easily say listen because you they're all they're all around you you they could easily be like oh he's actually the one with the 25 g's he needs to go But he's not doing it
0: and kevin you know what's you know what's interesting now that you bring that up their relationship is kind of symbiotic because they kind of need each other to to move on in a way Mm -hmm. because paul knows something about kevin that can have him evicted next week and kevin is on to paul so if either of them stepped out of line and exposed the other it could completely toss everything into a topsy-turvy situation it's interesting. And also, Jessica has not outed Kevin for ruining the blinds. Right. And I'm very surprised about that because that could have been a bargaining chip for her to keep Cody in the house. But she hasn't said a word. So it's it's confusing to me in a way. But I'm wondering if there's more going on than we know. Because why would they keep that information to themselves when it's so valuable? hmm
1: Kevin is working them. He's really working them. And I I think that a lot of the I mean, I think all of us on some level understand that Kevin is playing a great game. But for whatever reason, since the focus has to be on Paul all the time, we don't get a chance to talk about it enough. (laughs) So.
0: You know, I'm going to, every time I want to tweet, I hate Paul. I'm going to tweet about how much Kevin (laughs) or something funny he did. Like, I'm going to, I need, I need discipline. Like, I literally want to tweet all the time. And sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to tweet any more mean things about Paul. I'm done. I'm. Why am I going to give him my energy? And then I'm watching the feeds or something, and he says something that drives me crazy, and Ugh. I just can't not talk I'm shit bored. about him. And so it's like frustrating. I just want him to be gone. That's I try I and
1: be as impartial as possible. You know what I mean? Because it's but you and do. now I appreciate and it's, that. like especially since you know I've I've gotten <laughs> the privilege to go and you know help recap the season on RealityRecaps.com. I just I try and remain neutral i just want to tell the story as it unfolds but sometimes it's just so hard because you just want to go in there and shake everybody and be like wake up
0: like we've read this i've seen you open up a little bit too because you were trying to be completely partial but paul has made everyone crack a little (laughs) bit (laughs) because you weren't saying anything about him you were actually like rooting for him at one point and then you were like being straight up real about his situation and I appreciate that, keep
1: it real I I guess Paul got to us too
0: he did it's hard not to and I know we've talked about Paul a lot but I don't understand how well I guess I see but For someone to be a Paul Stan at this point is concerning to me because he's made a lot of really like questionable statements and he just has moved through this game in a questionable way that makes me question his integrity as a person. And I know people say that we're supposed to just let it be what it is because it's just a game, but I don't know. I don't know if I always believe that it's just a game.
1: I think it's hard because... I know what it's like to really, really, really like somebody in that house. You know, I know what it's like yeah. to stand for somebody, and even when they say those weird things, um, you kind of, you kind of just want to look past it. I can't. I don't really have any personal examples of anybody that has been questionable. You know, like the only other, only, I haven't really stand a lot of people in the game. Um I think the only person that I really, really loved and just will always love is Davon Rogers. But she's never really yes, said anything please. crazy. So I've never really had to deal with, you know, backlash. So, but I get, but I still, I, I know what it feels like to, no matter what, want to root for them. Want to ride for somebody. Right. Because even when... Yeah, I feel that. Because even when Dayvon was making, like, the worst game moves or she couldn't win a comp, like, even when people were ragging on her about that, I'm like, no, she's... She's gonna be okay because she's Dave Davon, you know. So, like, <laughs> so I get it. But
0: that's that's one thing about the culture we live in now is we're very we're a YouTube culture where we're based off personality. So we're gonna like people based on their personalities and want to be friends with them and want to be in their lives. Yeah. And I think that's the situation with Davon for me. I just like who she is as a person, you know? Like, she just seems like somebody that I would have fun with and that I enjoy watching right. talk because she's funny and she has a good read on stuff. But, and I even appreciate Paul at times, mm-hmm. but Paul is so aware of, of being on television that it drives right. me crazy because the whole, the whole his whole thing is wanting to make good TV. So he's being above and beyond trying to be loud and rambunctious so he gets airtime and then he turns around and talks about other people for wanting airtime, but he is literally playing into the hand of CBS. And it drives me up a wall, down the street, on the highway. <laughs> like, it drives me crazy.
1: Oh, you know it just burned his ass whenever Cody called him out on that saying, you're just a character on the show. Oh, God. <laughs> I cracked up. Oh, he was That whole fight hot. was great. And
0: it's just like, I really don't want this episode to be the Bash Paul episode, but like, when paul went and retold that story and he was saying how he got all like cody got in his face and he was like get the fuck out of my room but he didn't do that like he was he he did tell him to get out of his room but he didn't step to him like that and every time he did try to step to him cody was walking out the door and jessica was behind him or cody was already halfway down the Mm -hmm. stairs and he want to lean over the stairs and then start talking some mad shit it's like dude if you want to talk crazy to somebody do it to their face so I can see what you're really made of, you know? Right. I could talk about Paul and the, his situations all day. <laughs> um, but there's one more thing about Paul that I want to talk about. Okay. Do you th- do you think that Paul is a big brother legend?
1: Ooh, that word, man. That word.
0: And you can unpack the word if you must.
1: I, I just, I think, and maybe it's just that I'm just not getting into Twitter Culture in general, because I even before the be, like I didn't really touch Twitter too much. Big Brother in television um, is really what's brought me onto Twitter. So maybe it's just that I'm getting news to all of this, and I know that half the time people use that word, they're using it in jest because it's you know it's like oh fun. Let's just call them queens and kings, and you know it's it's stand culture, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good word in jest. Right, but I, I think that I think that people have to like look at this game. Or look at this season for what it is and just and let it play out the way that it's going to play out. And then as time moves on, because the way that legends happen is through time. They, they pass into legend. If five seasons from now we're talking about how well Paul played that game and how no one has ever really played the game like he has, then we can start talking about that automatically deeming him legend or saying, oh my goodness, all this stuff that he's doing is legendary and crazy. Like, I mean, that's all fine and dandy. You can enjoy his game for what it is now, but how are you going to call him a legend when he's still writing his book? Like... Ooh, he yeah, has a word. There's, I mean, there's nothing, there's, we need more, you know, we need, we just need more. We need more time, we, we need more everything. And we need to see
0: completion. We need to see something played out. If you, right. if, you, if you only get halfway, how can we give you the stature that you're looking for or that you see yourself as? I personally, from someone who is not a fan of Paul at all, I think that he has what it takes to be a Big Brother legend after this year just because he is making a lot of really, really thoughtful moves. They might not be executed very well, in a sense, for the long-term game, but he he's doing a good job. But when I think about people who I consider Big Brother Legends, it's hard for me to put him in that category because I don't feel like he has the 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 um, the finesse to to sit with those people. But exactly. I think I, I give him the credit that he is in the running to play a really, really great game if he can make it through. We'll see. I mean, huh, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to be mean and say this, he ain't no legend. But he. <laughs> I've heard a lot of people say that this season is going to make Paul a legend. But I didn't see him in that way. I just last think year. we need more time. You see, when you say more time, he played a whole season already. So it's like we already see how he's played once. And the first time didn't. I mean, he did make it to the final two. But if he wasn't on this season, I don't think many people would talk about the game that he played that
1: much. You know? they wouldn't they were talking they about wouldn't. him being and robbed, in a way but
0: not the game he played necessarily
1: right though he's already played it's still kind of like it's it's not over yet because i mean cuz we saw him right come right back in that house for BBOTT. right we did and now you know he's back this season it's like you know we i just i think that we're ju- we're in we're in the throes of it right now you know yeah. we can't there's no we can't really give it any context because we're in the context so I feel like once we, once some more time passes, and once, like, because people keep forgetting. I know that it's easy to forget because it seems like no one ever gets evicted this season. Like, it's just like, God damn. <laughs> Can you leave? Can <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Like, I know that y'all all cannot afford to live here right now. Somebody needs to leave. Like, the lease is up. Come on. <laughs> so I just think that once, we need more game to happen this season. And then we'll see what, we'll see how Paul, because I feel like Paul right now, he has, what I like to call the never been to jury syndrome. Like he's just Mm. all shiny and new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never had to experience what it's like to be evicted. He knows what that block feels like. His ass has felt that block (laughs) many a times, but he's never had to walk out the door. He's never had to go and sit and talk to Julie. He's never had to go to to a jury house and then watch a game unfold without him. All he knows is Big Brother being in that house the entire time, that's it. I think we just need to see how he plays When he is in real danger of ending up out of that house. That is. Then we'll see. Then we'll talk about it. I feel it. All right. The other day, somebody yelled over the
0: wall (laughs) and said, America loves Jess. Paul's a bully. And it really got me thinking, is Paul a bully or is it just strategy? And how do you separate the two? And how do you feel about people yelling over the wall?
1: (laughs) And how do you feel about what they said? I, well, I'm a bit of a Big Brother purist. I must admit, I really do enjoy watching the game happen as it should, without any
0: interference,
1: without any outside influence. I just want them as as much as I hate people. I really just want them to be. I want everybody to have a fair shot of playing their game, I you know. That. So I did not particularly enjoy hearing that, even though and Cody did, couldn't make out what was said. It's just it's just not fair because on some level, sure, Paul's gameplay right now can, can leaves a lot to be desired. It does, but at the same time, it's his game, and it's not fair just because you don't like it. It's not fair for you to then take take it in your and your own hands and be like, listen, I'm gonna try and fuck it up for you real quick. That's not that's not cool because if you were in the house, if you were running the house, if you were the Paul, you would want somebody doing that to you. Right. So why do it to him? I
0: feel you. My only thing with that is that. I guess from an outsider's perspective, Paul kind of got an upper hand over everyone. And so because he was safe and because he could hand out his little friendship bracelets, somebody probably felt like, well, I'm going to throw another wrench into his plans just so, (laughs) you know, we're going to level the playing field a little bit. Thinking of it that way makes me not feel as bad about it because he kind of deserves it. But I completely understand what you're saying because... It's a game for a reason,
1: built this way for a reason, and we should honor that. Right. They shoulda got, if they were gonna do any of that, they shoulda got a, a little flyover plane, a little a little American care package, filled with friendship bracelets that all said, America loves Jeff, <laughs> Paul's a bully. <laughs> that woulda been amazing. Like they did last year with the drone, just drive a drone
0: over and drop it off in the backyard. Exactly, you know, just let it happen. <laughs> Okay, so do you believe that Paul is a bully? And do you think what's going on in the house is bullying? Or do you you think it's strategy? I
1: think that it's both. Okay. And that's the icky part. That's that's the icky part. I mean, I think that bullying can be used as a strategy. Um, I just don't think that it's particularly... Nice to watch. We have to remind ourselves that Big Brother is a social experiment. It is a microcosm of life. In in real life, you bully people to get what you want. Not everybody. That's not like I just think that that option. is it's an option that people use. Um I think that it's easy. It's as easy as it is in life, it's as it's the same amount of ease in the Big Brother house. It's just that you got everybody watching you do it, and it's a game. So you have to think about the context of a game. It's like, do I really want to do this as a game move? Um, and so I I do believe that what Paul and the rest of them did that was bullying, and I don't think that it, I think it was pretty fucked up. But I mean, what can you do? It's like it's so it's such a gray area. Like, what are you? What is the answer to that? Like, what's the alternative? Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't really have an answer.
0: You just gave a great answer. What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> so when when we're talking about bullying or or strategy, it comes into play as well that it's just a game, and that you can take these situations. And not take them personally Because this is a game and it's a part of the game So mm-hmm. That's something that I don't know if I necessarily Agree with and I feel like a lot of people Say it often on Twitter They say oh it's just a game let it go It's just a game and in the house as well Paul's always saying oh it's just a game It's part of the game but these are mm-hmm. real People with real emotions And mm-hmm. humans can't stop being Humans just because they enter an Atmosphere where you're, you've told them is a game They're still going to be humans, Mm -hmm. and that's why we like the show is because it's not just a game. We're watching people's real lives unfold in front of us. They're just taking part in something that is structured, but it's still real life. When they leave out of the house, they're still going to have those emotions and those feelings they felt in the house. It doesn't go away. You can't separate that. So how do you feel about that? Do Do you agree that it's just a game, or is it more than just a game?
1: I agree that it is just a game. But that is what's going to separate a good big brother game player from a horrible big brother game player. Because the beauty behind somebody like Derek's game is he was able to run that house, but he never had to do something like Paul. Right? He never had to do that. He always maintained control. He always He always chose the target for the week, but didn't have to isolate them, didn't have to make them feel like shit. He just said, "Up, oh, they got to go this week. Let's just all get them out. And they went out. No hard feelings, unless you're Jacosta I think he was big praying with you. No hard feelings, no drama, no tears. Like, it was, it was great. And that's what I think is, that was the way that he chose to play the game. If this is the way that Paul chooses to play the game, so be it, sure, make that game move. But when you get out of the house, and you get the backlash, and you get the cyberbullying, and you get everybody hating on you, understand that's because of the choice that you made. Right. Nobody else.
0: And I think that's a great point, too, because if it's just a game, it wouldn't affect the people on the outside world. When you start doing things that are affecting people beyond those walls, you're taking it to a place where it's not just a game. Because, of course conversations and lying and all of this it's part of the game so you can write that off as part of the game but when you're attacking someone and who they are that takes it beyond and for me i hate when people come to me after the season it's like oh don't attack people on twitter after the season like i get the premise of it and the idea why people say that but Mm -hmm. if i have to wait all season long to tell you how i feel i'm gonna do it and i don't (laughs) care what y'all think about it like i just don't care because we as fans we're humans and we feel things and if somebody does something fucked up they need to know about it and if my words are harsh i mean i'm sorry you should have made better decisions and i just want people to stop saying it's just a game to the point where they build these boundaries that we're not supposed to cross because people can do whatever they want to inside that house and we're just supposed to write it off to the game I don't play that. I don't play I that. I just
1: imagine this long, long table, like some long hog board table, <laughs> with everybody just waiting with their <laughs> knives and forks, waiting for Paul to get out of that house just so they can dig the fucking. I just, I Bowl feel it. Like I just, I'm ready. <laughs> um. So, like, and a part of me, I'm scared for. I'm like, but hey, that's what I, That's what I mean. Like, you have to live with that. You have to live with that. When you out, when you're done playing your game, and you close those doors, you have to deal with what is not part of the game, right? Because of what you did, and that's you know, that's the sacrifice that you make when you decide to go on Big Brother. Absolutely. So
0: and Paul should know better. He should, but he, I think because he didn't experience the game outside of the house and outside of being in the final two he got to move through mm-hmm. any part of the game that people didn't like him and so he mm-hmm. was he was likable when he got out right. because he made it far and he was the underdog
1: but this time right out,
0: it's, it's a little different so like he doesn't I know, know he doesn't know any
1: of, of the of the hate he doesn't know any of that yet so like he thinks he can do no wrong but huh honey you did wrong he so. did wrong
0: <laughs> Ugh. okay
1: I know we talked about it earlier um but these house
0: guests want to go to jury so bad it's all they talk about like if i hear about them wanting to go to jury one more time i might throw up you know what i mean like it's 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 frustrating but for you as someone who wants to play big brother and me as somebody who wants to play big brother would that be something that you're thinking about and would you be that vocal about it in the future? Or do you think that they are not focused on the game and not wanting to play the game?
1: Jury is always what, like, that's, that's the thing that stops you from being a flop, right? Because <laughs> anytime time you, you see somebody, you know, that like doesn't make it to jury, they're called a pre-jury flop. That's just what we call them. Um, and so I think that anybody that goes into that house, that's probably the first thought. But it's it, here's the thing, it should be the first step it should be the first goal. And I, and I get in a lot of ways that is what it is for a lot of these people, but I think what, what comes after that, like you should never, I would walk into that house and be like, I want to make it to jury. And then y'all But what it. they're doing is saying, I want to make it to jury, and then after that, I'm fine. Like what, who's, what, who says that? <laughs> it's like, so
0: confusing. Why would you give up well like i on a human level on somebody who doesn't care about big brother to get to that point and be able to go chill at a house, eat and chill and do whatever you want to for the rest of the summer? That sounds great and I understand, but I don't understand why they perpetuate this idea of jury being the main goal. And why Big Brother allows this to happen? You know, I feel like they should have said something to them in the diary room
1: because we don't want to hear about that, like every day. Like that jury house, like it must. Be, like, what if they think they're going to get out of Beyonce, it? Beyonce is at
0: the jury house. Beyonce, Beyonce, Beyonce. That's the illusion. Uh, she I'm must be. To
1: go. She must be. Matt is just dreaming of endless cereal, <laughs> endless fruit pebbles. <laughs> There lucky must be some kind of galore. lucky charms galore. A new foot <laughs> is waiting for Christmas at that jury.
0: Freshly like I just, polished. I mean,
1: it's there ready. Raven got a new pacemaker waiting for her there. <laughs> Does nobody want like the glory of being the winner of Big Brother? Because the 500K is one thing it's a fabulous, if I, actually it's 500,000 things, but <laughs> just the, the, the chance to join that legacy of Big Brother winners, like is that not something that's enticing to you? Do you really not want that? And to
0: give up your entire summer and your livelihood at the moment to participate in this and not want to fight to get as far as you can and do as well as you can like I don't understand that mentally you know I don't get yeah. why these people are not hungry to make it far in this game They, I feel like they're so up in the air like just blow me where you want me to go and I'll go like what like what no
1: but half of the time like they're they're just ghosts in that house right now. It's like the live feeds are on. I mean, literally for rape. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I really, 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 really just can't wait for jury to happen because if that's what it's gonna take for people to finally wake up, then please, can we just fast forward to that point? Can we get a double eviction and let's kick it off? Cause <laughs> right now it's just so Boring. Watching them do nothing but talk about jury, 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 jury. I mean, because there's always those conversations about jury. They're, they always happen, right? But, but never to this and to this extent. And, and I mean, sure, maybe maybe part of it is because of the fact that once again, it's taking forever for people to get out of that house. Maybe that's it. You know? Yeah, it does seem like it's going slow, but and and I
0: understand wanting to get to jury because that's a major accomplishment in the game itself, but these people have taken it too far. Way too far. Julie girl, Julie girl. Uh, okay, one last thing. All right, mine for our last segment of the day, I like to call this segment the advice moment. Pretend to go into the house and sit down with one or two or three of the house guests and give them some advice that you think that could change their game for the better.
1: You know, I think I really only have one and it would be to Matt, Matthew. Mattress, <laughs> honey, Deary, bro, you have so much awareness and common sense. You have taken your time in this game to really just observe everybody and understand what the hell is going on. Knowledge is currency in that house. Right now, you're probably one of the richest men in that house. You have so much potential. All you need is to win an HOH. That's all you need to do. I don't know what you're afraid of. I don't know if you're afraid of ruffling feathers. I don't know if you just don't want to piss off Paul. I don't know what it is, whatever it is, throw it away. Because the way that you've been playing the game so far, even if you did win an HOH, all you all you would have to do is feign ignorance and be like, well, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what to do. It will be so easy for you and people would believe you. And you just, you're such a handsome guy, like everybody likes you. You have so much potential. All you need to do is win an HOH and go after whoever it is you want to go after. We would love it if it was Paul. But it doesn't have to be. I just want you to play because I think that you are sitting on a gold mine. And as soon as you discover that, oh, what an interesting season this could be. And that's it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Mattress. Did you hear him, Mattress? You need to. oh these people take this game to bed bath and beyond (laughs) beyond please uh amon thank you so much
1: for being my guest today oh my god thanks so much for having me yes
0: (laughs) and thank you for being vocal on twitter about how you feel and no but seriously
1: i love the twitter this is my first like full year joining and it's been such a crazy 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 ride Um, and honestly i mean it might sound really cheesy because at the end of the day this is just a tv show but i really do think that we have such a loyal and like passionate fan base and it's just so refreshing to see someone care as much about something that you do, even if it's something silly as a game of Big Brother, especially, and I don't need me to get all political and sappy, but like, especially in a time like this where everybody just needs something, you know, to just take their mind off of the craziness of the world. Even if that taking your mind off of the craziness of the world leads you to focusing all of your mind on the craziness inside a house, as long as you enjoy it, who cares? So like, I just, I love everybody it's been such a great time
0: it has and i agree this is my first full year on big brother twitter as well so we're in the in this together (laughs) and it's it's crazy but there are so many amazing people with such great spirits on Twitter and I made so many nice friends and it's great to be surrounded by people who are interested in the same thing because for such a long time I was by myself watching this show and nobody cared and yes. I would just yes. be by myself trying to figure out how I feel but now I can let everyone know how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> they can let me know what they think about it so I yes. agree with you I, I appreciate Twitter and what it does for us and it gives us a, a place to have a community and to really get to know and enjoy each other and hate each other and cuss each other out it's it's a beautiful experience <laughs> well thank you again amon for being here today and i hope to have you back soon
1: oh i would love to anytime yeah. call me beat me if you want to reach me
0: <laughs> <Get possible. laughs> thank you so much for tuning into julie girl a big brother podcast If you enjoyed what you hear today, please like and subscribe and tell your Big Brother friends about us and about how awesome we are. If you have any thoughts or concerns, please reach out to me at at BB Team North on Twitter. Also, be sure to tune in to BB19 every Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday this summer at 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central on Wednesdays and Sundays at 9 p.m., 8 p.m. Central on Thursdays for eviction. Also sign up for CBS All Access to see what's going on in the Big Brother house on the live feeds 24-7. And be on the lookout for a new episode of Julie Girl, a Big Brother podcast coming next week.